are here on Touchpoint, uh, really excited as we are finishing up week three of our Ephesians series. So we're in this long haul, really excited to be digging into this book. Um, this is John. He's our care and counseling pastor here at NCC, and um, he yeah, just unpacked for us in this week three from Ephesians. I'm Matt. I'm our online and connections pastor and just excited for this dialogue today as we um, are digging into this book. Um, and then as we're hitting these verses, just um, yeah, just getting a chance to to maybe dialogue a little bit deeper about um, or the truths of, of God's word and about what he's saying. And so I'm just going to gonna read this for us and then um, tee, tee you up with a, a little question um, right. that I'd love to just hear some perspective and a conversation on. So um, this is in Ephesians 1, starting verse 15. It says, For this reason, because I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So there's a lot there. A lot of right, right depth and richness, um, but but before maybe we unpack some of that, um, I just want to talk about as as um, Paul is writing here. He says, "I've heard of your faith in Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints." And um, that phrase, "love toward all the saints," I think that's so interesting. You know, in in week one we kind of unpack this idea. Right, saints is not this like elite. Um, set of people, but it's those who are in Christ, that they are holy ones, they're set apart ones, which I think if we, if we read it the first way as like, oh, it'd be easy to like to love those who would be considered the spiritually elite. But if we actually look at it as God's word actually says it is as saints, how have you seen, um, or why, as you've just worked with, you've been in, in, in churches, you're, you're here with us now, you've been in a lot of other ministry contexts, um, this idea of love towards all the saints, what, why is that so hard um, when we step into a church? Um, you see here, Paul says he's heard about that love toward all the saints. Um, why is that hard, even for some of us as we're going to church, this idea of showing love? towards, okay, if all of these around me are in Christ, what's so hard about that? And, and maybe it's like some tips of, so how do we foster that personally? And, and as a church of being ones that are known for our love towards all the saints. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of times, um, we expect somehow we're going to walk into a church and everybody's going to suddenly enjoy us, be like Mm -hmm. us think the same as us, um, and we quickly find out that's not true, mm, yeah. that you walk into a church and so a lot of different people mm. who, who think differently, who uh, approach things differently, different personalities. Mm. Um, and it's always struck me, I, I, I talk about this often in marriage counseling when I'm doing premarital yeah. counseling, is that 
one of the things that seems clear in marriage, this one, one of these places that God's called us to oneness, that he very intentionally injected difference into it. Huh. That, that difference is a vital part of it. And it seems in marriage that part of why that's true is because there's something about choosing to love someone where there's difference yet sameness. Both are mm. really highlighted in the creation yeah. story about yeah. man and woman coming together. That there's something about that that's a reflection of our God, sameness mm. and difference. And we're in our relationships reflecting something of him. Other place in Scripture where you find this oneness language again, really the only other place you find this same kind of oneness language, is about his people, and especially mm-hmm. in the New Testament about the church, that we're called to be one. But again, if you look in the New Testament, you'll find he very intentionally says, I've injected difference in there. I'm not calling you to a oneness that is homogenous, that forgets mm. difference. Yeah. And if you read books by like church growth experts, they'll yeah. you know, they'll admit if you really want a church to grow, make it homogenous. Make mm. it as focus on a group that's as much as like alike as possible. Uh, but that's not what God calls us to. Mm. He very intentionally says there are some that you will think are lesser or weaker and mm. you'll want to exclude them. And he mm. says, no, they're they're there on purpose. I placed them there. They're they're not just there because it's kind of kind and nice to to include them. Yeah. He's saying they're in there intentionally because you will be less if you do not include them. You will not be the body I mean you to be. Mm. My point is God has God has said difference is vitally important for you being the church you're meant to be. But difference is always threatening. It's always if I approach someone who's different than me then there's a threat to that. Will they like me? Will they accept me? What will I have to deal with to connect to them? Mm. You know, how will that difference affect me? It's it's more vulnerable. I mean, we all connect with sameness pretty easily because mm. I kind of get along with me. I get along with others yeah. who are like me. Yeah. Difference, it's it's risky. I don't know how well we'll get along. I don't know how well we'll connect. In Ephesians, Paul's very clearly talking about that, right? He's talking about these people who have culturally uh, been so different for centuries, these people who have looked at each other many times as enemies, these people who believe differently, Mm. um, now have come together in Christ. That's Mm. the core sameness, right? That's what connects them. But difference hasn't disappeared. It's still Mm. a part of them. So they have to, and I think it's true of all relationships, that there's, that there's a sense if we can find the common ground that connects us, we can find what truly connects us, it's a lot easier now to deal with the difference, right? Hmm. We can go and deal with the difference because it doesn't feel as threatening because, wait, there's this, there's this sameness that connects us. When I counsel couples, it's one of the things I think. Hmm. It's not, let's not just focus on resolving the difference. Let's first find what where we have common ground, where we truly connect. Hmm. Because it'll be a lot less threatening now to talk about the difference, if we can remember and hold on to that. Well, if you look, for instance, the book of Ephesians, what I love about the book of Ephesians is Paul spends the first three chapters just driving home again and again and again. Here's what connects you. Hmm. That in Christ phrase appears in so many different ways in those first three chapters. Again and again and again, you are in Christ, you're in Christ, you're in Christ. And because you're in Christ, here's what you all share. Here's what's mm. the same about you. You're all chosen. You're all loved. You're all called to a mission together. You're, you are connected around these things. Lose sight of those things, and suddenly the difference becomes 
threatening and a big deal. So, yeah, so that's, that's so good. And like that wisdom is I'm just trying to sit here and like soak it and process that. Um, so how, what advice or wisdom maybe would you see? Cause I think, I think there is that of seeing Jesus as central. Um, but what would you say that maybe those, cause you, you said words like, right. Seeing others as, as a threat or there's this vulnerability or this risk. So how do we navigate that even in a local church where maybe we feel like because the world and we don't realize how this is fun and where it's this, you know, I've sat with someone where it's like, I can't even, I can't even sit and have a conversation. We won't even share a table until someone is over like A, B or C. And so it's, it's less about, um, even being willing to have a conversation about what's the sameness or hearing story and more about once this position or once this, whatever is done, how, how have you seen that maybe even just navigated in, in your life or in church context or what advice do we have maybe for those that deeply want to have that, but feel like they're shut down because someone won't even let them speak and share or someone who has this fear that feels, and maybe that all they've been taught is this, I have to be on guard that I, I can't sit with someone. I can't have a conversation because a conversation or a cup of coffee or a meal shows like this. I am, um, I'm agreeing with everything that they are or think or believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a good question that I don't have an easy answer for. I would say some of it starts by that we really do have to be reminded often. I think, you know, when I was looking at churches before I came here mm -hmm. less than a year ago, one of the things that I thought about often as I talked to churches and considering where I would go uh, was, you know, in this in the time coming out of COVID yeah. and coming yeah. out of all that and all the conflict that was going on in churches around those issues. My question was, how did they handle all that? You know, mm. what did they do with that? I mean, all churches, you know, difference was yeah. screaming at everybody in yeah. the midst of all that. Yeah. And it was how they handle that. And one of the things that I loved in talking with Brandon and talking with Dave and talking with the rest of the staff as I came in here was, you know, hearing that story where it was hard, right? Mm -hmm. Like all churches, yeah. it was still hard. Yeah. But this commitment to, but the fact that we share this common ground in Christ, hmm. that we are in Christ, that we're in Christ, that we are going to keep turning our attention back to Jesus, the shared relationship yeah. we have with Jesus, um, that that was important. That was vital, right? That was yeah. That's kind of what guided, it sounded to me as I heard the story, hmm. what was always held up to say, we need to keep this at the center uh, as we walk through these things that could so clearly divide us. And I think that's... We need that reminder all the time. We need that constantly. Yeah. It's pulling back to, because it's just natural for us to pull back to difference and make mm. that everything. And again, I don't want to say we should erase difference. Yeah. I think difference yeah. matters, right? For it's, sure. It's part of the beauty of yeah. the church. It's yeah. part of the beauty of a marriage. It's part of the beauty of relationships where oneness includes difference. I don't want to erase it. I just want to say, but don't let that be the only thing you see. Mm. Make sure we just keep coming back and coming back and coming back to, but this is vital and central, and this is most important. This binds us together. Yeah. And I think in Scripture you see that again and again, right? It's Oneness is such a central calling for the church. It's work towards, fight for, 
we're being reminded of it again and again and again because it's so yeah. hard. Yeah. But we're being reminded it's vital. Hmm. We're not just being said told to do it. We're being told this is core to who you are as the church. Hmm. This oneness, this reflection of how you, with all these differences, come together. Yeah. It screams there's something different hmm. about you. Hmm. Yeah. You know, and that difference is ultimately we're in hmm. Christ. This is impossible yeah. apart from him. Yeah. No, I love that. And I think that idea, um, you know, kind of presses into the, right, the, the, the piece we've been talking about, the idea of like love, right, faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints. And, and I think you're right. It starts with that. Jesus is central. And only if Jesus is central can I love those around me. Um, and I think that idea of differences, how we see that. And I think you talk about the idea of threat and vulnerability. And I think sometimes even like there's this, this false idea that um, if I sit with, if I associate with, then somehow that is the the fullness of my identity. You know, I was sitting with, I think in the, in the world, we see that where it's like, oh, you voted this way, or you work in this place, or you go to this school, so therefore you support all that they are, um, which is very much as though like, I'm in control, or I am what speaks loudest versus, and this is what Jesus has done and anything that I am, is only because of him. And I was just kind of saying with that as you were talking, I think there's even some of that maybe fear of someone saying, because they believe that, well, if I do this, somehow that then means that God is no longer pleased with me or God no longer loves me or like he has removed his inheritance from me. But you know, even unpacking this, you see, right? The richest of his glorious inheritance. And inheritance, I can't, if I am not connected to, right? If like we don't have any familial relationship. And so there's no way like that I can inherit anything from your family because yeah. we don't have that. I can't just say, you know what? I'm a mangrum now. Like it doesn't work like that. Like there's this order where you would have to do something to legally make that happen. I and my own strength can't. And I think we miss some of that, this idea of inheritance of like, but yet in Christ, right, we are now, right, in the family of God. And so inherit that. And I think there's a little bit of that, even the the fear of the the threat, maybe not even of like what this person costs me, but I think some ways maybe Satan's deceived us to think that if I sit and have coffee with someone who doesn't believe or votes a different way or likes different music or right doesn't talk in this certain way, that somehow, right, that I'm you know, like this balance of like, I can share a meal and that doesn't mean that I'm no longer in Christ with someone. Um, and so, hmm. you know, I, and so I think that's, you know, I love just hearing you just unpack and just the wisdom with that of remembering right, Jesus is central. And that's what we, we talk about here all the time of making much of Jesus every day to everyone. And that to remember, to be in prayer, to posture ourselves personally and walking with him. And then recognize that and say, okay, what is Jesus asking me to do with this person? That idea of love towards all saying doesn't mean in love and like I I love my kids, but I don't agree with everything they do all the yeah. time. I don't like yeah. them all the time. Um, you know, even I think back through friendships, other relationships, even us as staff, like there's a lot of things that we're vastly different in some ways. Um, but God is is growing us together and there's some things where it's like, man, like I'm going to, I'm going to fight for this person for what, how God has wired them, what they bring to the table. Um, you know, like you've only been here a year, but it's been this beautiful thing. Like you bring something to the team in, in the wisdom and just the way that God has wired you. That is, that is beautiful. 
Um, well, thank you. But the, the biggest thing I know is like that you deeply love Jesus and then you love people in a unique way. Um, and so I, I've just loved just getting to unpack this um, and yeah, just sit with this, this reality. And I know we, we only like landed in that first verse, but um, n- not that the rest of it isn't important, but I think sometimes it, it, it's hard to flesh that out. It's easy to, to talk about yeah. right, the, the greatness of, of who God is and his love for me or for the people like me. But when it comes down to that idea of love towards all the saints, saints as in right those that, that Jesus has called, mm. even if right maybe that there's things in them, they're different than the things in me that he's still working out. Um, so yeah. So John, thanks for um, just sharing, for sitting, for for just unpacking the, this truth, sharing that, that wisdom with us. And uh, we look forward to continuing uh, on this journey together. Mm-hmm.